As you've been hearing in the news today, the Federal Privacy Commissioner, Philippe Dufresne, has told the Parliamentary Committee that his office learned about the RCMP using spyware through the media. He's calling for a to create a section in the Privacy Act that requires organizations and departments to do a privacy impact assessment when any new information is introduced. And that would include requiring the RCMP to do that. Privacy is a fundamental right. It needs to support the public interest. One of the ways of doing that while generating trust is is to have PIAs uh, at the front end and um, a good process for, for reviewing them. And as you've been hearing as well, we're talking specifically about the RCMP using technology that can do things such as hacking into devices, intercepting messages, even turning on cameras and microphones remotely. And that is raising a lot of alarms. This is an issue that's going to be studied for the next two days by this Health Ethics Committee. But joining us to talk more about it now is Anne Kavukian, the Executive Director of Global Privacy and Security by Design Centre at Ryerson University. And great to have you back on the show to talk more about this today. A pleasure, Jill. Thank you. I'm guessing that you would put yourself (laughs) in that camp of having a few, to say the least, concerns about this. Oh, Jill, I I just find this appalling. The RCMP has been doing this for years without any consultation with the Privacy Commissioner, previous or current. And they just think this is something that is acceptable And if they thought it was so acceptable, why did they keep it so quiet? They have been totally under the radar because I don't want anyone to know that they're doing this. It is so offensive in terms of the potential breach of accessing people's personal information. And I'm not talking about the bad guys. I'm sure they're going to get some bad guys. I sure hope they do. But they are accessing potentially thousands of innocent individuals, you and I, our communications, turning our cell phones on, uh, turning the cameras on, doing all this gathering of text messages, emails without any consent. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up and raised that issue because that's been one of the kind of rebuttals to this is uh, that I've seen or that I've heard is saying, well, if they're only doing this as part of criminal investigations or if they're doing this because it's part of an investigation that involves criminal activity or alleged criminal activity, is is it okay in that case? But is it is it, like you're saying, far more widespread than perhaps what anybody anticipated or thought? I, that would be definitely my, my bet is that this extends the reach of this is far greater because in order for them to find the real bad guys which of course is what they're attempting to do you have to cast a wide net and in doing so you will be gaining access to the personal information communications of thousands of innocent people who are just going about their business and they deserve privacy you know privacy forms the foundation of our freedom. We have to be able to speak to whoever we want on our mobile devices and send texts, etc., without looking over our shoulder. Who else is gaining access to this information? That's completely untenable. Uh, the numbers also didn't match, and this was in uh, some information that Global News obtained. So the National Police Force said, and I think this was back in June, that these mm-hmm. devices, the on-device intercept tools or audits, uh, that they'd only yeah. been used 10 times between 2017 and 2018. But then yeah. other documents that were filed with that ethics committee uh, show that it was much higher, that it was at least of 32 course. investigations and targeting 49 devices. So. Still not a huge yes, number, but a concerning number. But it's a larger number than they said. And, and I'm betting 
let's keep track of this, that that number is going to grow. And that's why I am so pleased that the uh, House of Commons Ethics and Privacy Committee is looking into this this summer. I am so pleased. <clears throat> and one of the things I hope they look at as well, <clears throat> the police said, well, they, you know, they went to the court and got a warrant to gain access to this information. I think we have to alert the courts that there has to be a far higher level of scrutiny applied to the, these requests um, from the police for warrants, because it's not... It's not like the it's not like it used to be in the past where it wasn't a big deal. Now it is a big deal because they're going to be gaining access to many more people's personal information, mobile devices, and things have changed. The world has changed, so the courts have to be alerted to that in terms of when they issue warrants um, to the RCMP and other law enforcement agencies. They have to have, a, in my view, a higher level of scrutiny and. The Canadian Civil Liberties Association has called for a discussion of the legal safeguards as well needed around the use of this technology. So I really hope that they dig deep in this in this study that they do this uh, summer um, on the RCMP, what they're doing. Uh, we also heard, uh, this was in that same document from the RCMP commissioner, from Brenda Lucky, saying that, yes, the number was larger, uh, but she also said that these devices are only used in extremely limited cases, only used for serious criminal offences, and only if approved by a judge for one specific device. That She's saying it's not some kind of mass surveillance. But, but what do you take from that? I say trust but verify. I think we have to look under the hood at all of this. Um, I, I'm sure she intends to be forthright, but if you really scrutinize the data, that's when you really find out what's happening. And I think also, in fairness to the judges, I think they're being presented with information from the RCMP that creates a lot of fear on the part of the judges. And they think, oh, of course we've got to issue a warrant here. That's why I think we need a higher level of scrutiny being applied to the process of granting warrants to the police, especially in order to collect text messages and emails and remotely be able to turn on cameras and microphones. That is exceedingly large. And and remember, all of this they did without consulting the privacy commissioner. Can you imagine you're engaged in all of this activity, total invasion of privacy, and you haven't talked to the privacy commissioner, it's appalling. It, it certainly is. And I think it's that issue or that idea of, of mass surveillance. Like you said, the turning on of cameras, of microphones uh, that people feel is a huge violation of privacy. Well, it all would be, yeah. I, I would imagine. But then I would also think there, there are people like me who think, OK, well, if my phone somehow got swept up in some kind of surveillance uh, operation and one of these things, uh, I feel like people would be vastly underwhelmed with what they find, unless you like looking at photos <laughs> of dogs jumping on logs because that's what my phone is filled with. Uh, obviously, that's oh, not Jill. the point. But, 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 but here's the thing. You and I are very similar that way. Mine would not be very exciting either. But there may be some people who do have exciting things on that are perfectly legal, but perhaps, you know, something that they would like to keep quiet, the friends that they have that no one else knows about or business that they're engaged in that is legal, but that they're just embarking on. Who knows? That's not the point. Privacy is all about the individual being in control, personal control over the use and disclosure of your personal information. That's critical. Surveillance is the exact antithesis of that.
Right. Is it different then as well in that I remember talking to Vancouver police about this a couple of years ago when there was a very public shooting that took place in a parking lot and the police officers wanted any cell video that people might have had of it was a police involved shooting and they wanted that. And there were some people who handed their phones over, others that said, no, you can't have my phone. You're going to have to get a warrant to get it. And I remember the officer at the scene said it's Obviously, it's easier for them if people hand their phones over. But he also said, we can't look around through your phone. We're looking at the video you took of this incident. And I said, but what if you're looking around the phone or what if you see something that's suspect or questionable? You're saying you're not going to look at it. And he said, no, we can only look at at what it is specific to this to this case. (sighs) Would this work that way, too, in that if there's investigating a specific? No, no. there's nothing that prevents them from extending their reach. I mean, you, you can't ensure that that's going to happen. Now, the other thing, if you talk to the police again, Jill, ask them, why did they not consult with the privacy commissioner while they were doing this? I mean, to me, the reason is obvious, because he would have laid his foot down. Daniel Terrain, the commissioner at the time, uh, has a video out, and he was very disturbed by this. Understandably, why wouldn't they consult with the privacy commissioner, other than the obvious reason of they didn't want to hear what he had to say? And we're still waiting for the information as well. Uh, um, The minister earlier said uh, they're supposed to give them more information or turn over more information to this committee by the end of August. So it sounds like we still don't even have the the full story or even a fraction of the story. Jill, if I was privacy commissioner, I would be all over this right now. I wouldn't be waiting another day. I would go and I would drive them crazy, of course, but I would want to look at everything that they have. How did they obtain it? I want to look at the warrants, how authentic they are. I want to look at everything. All right. Well, we're going to continue uh, listening and watching this uh, committee and find out what else that we can learn about this. And as always, so great to talk to you about this. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, Jill, my pleasure. Thank you.